Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. Hey, we're Anna Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to talk about being an extrovert and introvert in marriage and how to navigate that biblically. All right, before we get started on the topic today, I just want to invite you to subscribe to our channel so that you get notified every time we upload a new podcast. And if you're loving the the content you're getting, please leave us a review and a star rating. We'd love to see your feedback. So what is an introvert and an extrovert? So the terms got really popularized by a psychiatrist by the name of Carl Jung, and I hope I said that right, but he, uh, back in, you know, 1920s, started uh, just talking about these more. And so basically... An introvert is re-energized by alone time, by having just solitude and... Darkness? Not darkness, <laughs> just kind of being by themselves or thinking, you know, right. being consumed by their own thoughts and feelings and creativity, mm-hmm. where an extrovert gets re-energized by that social interaction. Right. So are you an introvert or an extrovert? I'm definitely an introvert. And you self-identify as that, or you just... <laughs> um, based off of these personality traits, I would identify as And, and an you're introvert. right. You, you usually would lean much towards being alone and not having a lot of people around. Maybe here's a better definition. An introvert is someone who gets exhausted by social interaction <laughs> and needs solitude to That's recharge. Good... So I read I, that somewhere. On my, on my side, I get exhausted by alone time. I, I actually <laughs> you, go stir you, crazy. Yeah, you and, go stir crazy and you crave having people over and going out. And a doing perfect stuff. example of this is just this last week we were all sick and everyone in our community was sick all of our friends were sick so everybody was kind of quarantined <laughs> in their own ha- so we homes. didn't see anyone <laughs> for a couple weeks actually we missed mm-hmm. church uh we didn't have hangout time and i was like i need to go see people <laughs> and you were probably our daughter just was like it. that too <laughs> and you were loving it oh yeah you didn't say she didn't mention one word about it i got she stuff just, done around the house it was just relaxing. She's like these last few weeks have been wonderful Great. and i'm like i'm like i what are we doing <laughs> i need to go do something is there like people we can go see somewhere <laughs> uh so i'm i would say i definitely self-identify as an extrovert i do get energized when I'm in groups of people, when I'm around my, my closest friends. I'm not like that to the full extent where I could just be around any mm-hmm. people. Um, although I, I could, I get most energized around people I enjoy being around. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, but then like friends, um, mm-hmm. guy time. Um, people who you already have intimate connections yeah. and relationships with close friends and family. And I'm sure a lot of people listening today ha- are similar, either on the one side or the other, uh, which is why we're talking about this today, because this is a... It's a common thing. Some It's probably rare that couples are the same. They're mm-hmm. always wanting to go or always wanting to stay in. Um, it'd probably be actually harder on that, I feel like, because because we're so different in that 
don't you think it like it forces you to 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 dig into the other side and I get forced to like slow down and it does bring a, a balance to our relationship and yeah. to the the way that we schedule ourselves the way that we operate in our relationship mm-hmm. I think that it does bring balance for sure and it's not easy and and in the way that we communicate because there's often times that because I'm an introvert I get I want to like mm-hmm. turn inward um in my thoughts and and in my you know just the way that I process things mm-hmm. where you're because you're um more outgoing and expressive you just want to talk about everything and sometimes I'm not ready to but you do a really good job of pulling those things out of me by questioning or asking um where sometimes I help us have that space and I haven't always been like I feel like I've gotten better over the years and I'm still like learning because because it's how we self-identify like you're an introvert and I'm an extrovert Um, and we've kind of always said those things I feel like it can often easily become a default Mm. instead of actually considering what we're doing with our life or how we're walking spiritually or how we're involving ourselves in our community, I could default in a bad way mm-hmm. to wanting to go. And it's like, if I'm overwhelmed or if I'm tired or if I'm um, lonely or uh, all those like triggers, my default could be like, I just need to go spend time with buddies and mm-hmm. friends and let's, let's invite people over and let's fill that, that thing in me with, with relationships or people or excitement. Mm-hmm. Where on the other hand, you might default to the other side. You know, you, you, you're lonely or tired or, or uh, you know, s- stressed out. Mm-hmm. You're going to default to, I just want to go like inside and I want to go lay down. <laughs> I yeah. want to go yeah. be by myself. I want to mm-hmm. go. Um, so how do you feel like, you know, for our, our listeners, how do we navigate that? in a healthy way because we haven't right. we haven't always no but i i will say because you mentioned the differences being um in marriage and being spouses of different personality traits mm-hmm. it is important to know where each other are um but also not to be justified mm-hmm. in our responses and reactions to one another just because we are more dominant in that one trait yeah because how damaging would that be if if let's say you just always thought like no i can't do that I don't want to do that I won't do that meaning like going and spending time with people mm-hmm. and you know, on two levels you're it's it's wrong because you know we have a call to be uh being around other believers mm-hmm. we have a call to hospitality right um we you know we talked about it in one of our other episodes but what if you just got your way what would happen to me well eventually you would have needs that weren't being fulfilled and I would I think I would just become more and more selfish in my thinking and my Mm -hmm. desires and my way of communicating with you. But what has happened over the last decade is that because we've identified our personality traits, but we walk in understanding with one another, we give and take. And we're really Mm -hmm. good about making sure that our needs are fulfilled and that, you know, you give Mm -hmm. me that time when you, when you recognize that I need it or if I ask for it and vice versa. So, um, I think that, I think that it's really important to know where each other are in your dominant personality traits, but it's also really important to walk in understanding because that's when you grow and you learn. Just like you said, like you've learned how to mm-hmm. be okay in those times when we're not seeing people and and I've learned to be more hospitable and, and invite people over and be more get out um, of your shell and yeah, yeah. Get, being okay with being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Really. And a good scripture I want to bring up for this because again, we don't want to just give opinions and that's not never our goal. But this is something that we want to have a biblical mindset about, mm-hmm. that we want to have a healthy biblical mindset about, where it's we're not just training like, well, how do we figure this out on our own? Well, uh, in Philippians 2, 3, it says this. 
He says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. This is a basic Christian understanding that we should have as, as Christians, not just in our marriage, but outside of our marriage with every human being in our life. But think about the value of that in our marriage. If we're both thinking this way, we're not being conceited, meaning like my way is right, and we don't have selfish ambition as in I want my way no matter what, and we're treating others as more significant than ourselves, then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tell my fleshly natural desire, which is to get out and go and do, and I'm gonna say, no flesh. I can see that my wife, knowing how she is, because I'm walking with her in an understanding way, she needs some time. Like we've been going, we had we did church and we had a friend over and we and she, things have been back to things back to have back. been back to back. And you know what? My wife needs alone. She not alone time, but she needs downtime. Just a rest. And so I'm gonna say no to my flesh and I'm gonna sacrifice what my flesh desires, my natural state, my extroversion. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, well, hey, let's just stay home tonight and let's play games with the kids or why don't you go take a bath or why don't you go, let's, let's read a book or something that is going to feed that part of you. And I'll tell you what happens when, when you consider me in that way, it does re-energize me. And the next thing that I want to do is find a way to bless you. I want to yeah. invite those friends over. I want to go reciprocal. to it's... that party. I want to go do whatever it is that I know that you're itching to go do. So. Well, and what's amazing is uh, when when we walk in the spirit in this way, and we take the scriptures and we say, "How are we gonna like apply this?" Let's say you know the the more often I do that for you, not only do you get re-energized and want to like repay me, kind of like, "Hey, I want to bless you in the same way you bless me." Which isn't the reason why you're doing it. It's right. thoughtfulness, but it does happen. Well, because we're a team, right? You know, we're the Being me me, do, me doing that and considering you is more mm-hmm. significant than myself mm-hmm. helps me mm-hmm. because spiritually, when you get recharged like that, you actually do spiritually have more energy and more ability to step out in, in faith and step out and walking against your own flesh. Yeah. You're like, wow, that was really great. And instead of just trying to do it to please me, and it's not like you're begrudgingly doing it, mm-hmm. you actually find yourself enjoying those times and you actually get to, instead of it just being nonstop and you're like, I'm just done. I have no energy left. Yeah. I actually help you have the energy to be actually be able to walk in the, the scripture yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how does that play out in, with you towards me? Because you're the introvert and that's a, I feel like that's a much harder place to be like a, I don't know, because an extrovert, I could still have a really hard time. You see me get stir stir crazy sometimes. Well, I think that the important thing to remember is that we're not just one or the other. It's not just that I'm an introvert. Mm -hmm. I'm more dominant of an introvert, but I still have uh, an ability to be social and to engage and to enjoy that time. And so I think the most important thing is not to identify yourself and just live that way the rest of your life. There's definitely room and potential to grow. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've really come out of my shell since being married to you and and just being more open to friendships and other relationships in that way. So I think that it it is important that we know who we are and what our Mm -hmm. dominant trait is. But again, just going back to that, don't justify it and be stuck in that mindset that, no, I can't do that. Yeah. You know, that's actually a, a really good point. There's lots of things that we identify with in our life, in our character, like me calling myself an extrovert, I'm labeling myself something, mm-hmm. which might have, like it's true. Like I, I have natural extroversion tendencies and I, I like to go and do stuff and it, it does energize me. But at the end of the day, we wanna be biblical people. Mm-hmm. We wanna be godly people, righteous people. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The, the Jesus tells us to take up our cross. And what's the cross? our pastor always says this, it's the instrument of killing the flesh. Mm -hmm. That's literally what it is. The cross is the thing that we use to kill our flesh. And so if my natural desires are just to always be going and 
you know, I'm all I'm doing is walking in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Not that again, that that's not a valid thing about me, but it's definitely something that I should not use as an identity identity crutch. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like you just identify, like no, I'm an introvert. That I I can't do that. I can't go do that ministry over there because I'm an introvert. Yeah, I was gonna say that sometimes when we have that label or banner mm-hmm. over us that we've placed there, that we've identified with, and said I'm okay with that one because. I see myself that mm-hmm. way. Then when God does ask us to do something extraordinary, sometimes we, we say we can't or no, because mm-hmm. we, th- we honestly believe that about ourselves. And so we do need to be careful that our identity isn't wrapped up in our personality types or anything else, but that it is in Christ and that yeah. we know that we're capable of doing so much more than, you know, what these labels say that we can. And you know what? Christ wants our identity to be wrapped up in him. Right. He, to be honest, no, no part of our identity, we just had a conversation about this at church, no part of our identity should be off limits to God. Right. I, God could have my extroversion, he can have my cravings, my desires, my ideas, my hobbies, Your creativity, my creativity, everything. it should be his. Yeah. So whatever I think my identity is, it should be wrapped up in Christ. And I think that's a really, really important thing for our listeners to hear, to be reminded that a marriage after God is one where... Mm-hmm. The husband and the wife both encourage each other to walk out their identity in Christ. I think that's so important. Yeah. Just to go back to your question, um, the I found that over the years, the more I do um, give you that time and space to be re-energized by socializing and I'm there by your side or mm-hmm. we invite people over for hospitality, that it's actually been super encouraging to me and, and it has allowed this growth spurt in mm-hmm. me and I've seen how God has used it in my life to not only grow me, but grow my other relationships, to encourage you, to give you that time, um, to be re-energized by. And so I just, I I have found a huge encouragement in um, opening up, you know, my abilities and comfort mm-hmm. zones to be able to host things and do things for you that I ne- necessarily yeah. wouldn't have chosen for me. Which is a beautiful thing to watch because, uh, aspects of your character start to get developed mm-hmm. and come out that are really beautiful mm-hmm. things and people actually get to get to be- bear the get to benefit from the fruit yeah. of those changes in you and conversely i've had the same you know transformation where when i realized that i could be serving you and be like well actually no my wife needs this downtime she she, she can't keep going and going and going mm-hmm. let's not do that uh i learned to slow down mm-hmm. i learned to be content in less stimulus in i i also on a more practical level it just gives me more time with you yeah. it gives me more time with my kids mm-hmm. just alone time mm-hmm. like quality alone time where it's just us no other outside influences it's just us it also benefits us being home because then like let's say instead of hanging out with that friend or family mm-hmm. for you know long hours into the night we're home and we're preparing for the week ahead and haven't you noticed that sometimes our, our weeks go a little bit smoother just from a lot but a lot of it smoother. <laughs> a lot of it smoother just from having yeah. that time being at home instead we of just dealt with this on leaving. monday because we weren't ready on monday and so it kind of like got our week it jolted uh, us it jolted us so we had to like catch up yeah but uh, we had to embrace yeah. it because it was a choice that we made to hang out the yeah. night before so there's just that give and take in marriage that really is a yeah. beautiful thing. And, and if we can learn to um, work through it and to navigate it and to have a biblical understanding yeah. of each other. And uh, I don't know, I just think that it could be a really positive thing in marriage to be yeah. different personality types. So that's all really good. And it's good to be considering these things. A lot of times we don't discuss things that might, they're just part of us and they 
when we don't discuss them, they we rub against them. Yeah, I would and say we bump that into them. one of the biggest uh, benefits of what how we've navigated this is communicating it by yeah. me letting you know, hey, we've been doing things back to back, and I need this alone time. Yeah. I need to be able to go recharge before I do anything else. Or you saying, hey, it's been a couple of weeks. We we really need to invite some friends yeah. over. So I think communication is key in um, blessing one another, in um, making sure that we are getting recharged and motivated for life and for whatever God has for us. And remembering. We're, we're a team. Yep. We talk about oneness all the time. If we do this back and forth and we, and I, we treat other, each other as more significant, mm-hmm. and as it says in Luke chapter 6, verse 31, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If mm-hmm. we treat each other the way we'd want to be treated, mm-hmm. it's good for both of us. Mm-hmm. Instead of us just always trying to get our way and it's doing this and it's just tearing us apart, and we actually are incapable of doing anything great for God because we're just so selfish and no, so how much tra- better it would be to use our personality traits and our ways of re-energizing mm-hmm. for god's glory and for yeah. those missions and purposes that he has for us and for our marriages yeah so incredible so speaking of luke six thirty one, doing unto others as you'd have them do unto you what's a few ways that you've been able to do unto me as you'd want to do, be done unto you like that you treat me and respect me and help me in my tendencies of, of desiring lots of community and and outside engagement. Um, Yeah, I would say that um, this is really important, like just having ways that I care for you and ways Mm -hmm. that you care for me. So a big one is hospitality. Um, and making sure that we're, I'm inviting friends over, but also preparing those meals and making Mm. sure that um, just the night and the environment and atmosphere is of peace and community and fun sometimes we plan game nights sometimes we um sometimes we go out um a lot more during the summertime we just go to fun places where the kids can run around and just making sure that we're having that that um fun time which are planned but then there's other times where i need to be spontaneous right even if i feel in my flesh that i really would just like to go sometimes after church i'm like i just want to go home take a nap but Something comes up, friends invite us out for hot chocolate with the yeah, kids. Yeah, and my light, my face lights up. I'm yeah, like, and I'm like, I'm like I can't oh, tell really? no. <laughs> so just being, being available to adapt to circumstances and saying yes to things because I know that they'll, they'll bless you. A perfect example is uh, you planned a dinner with some friends of ours, and you just reminded me today. You're like, hey, we have dinner tonight. They're gonna be here. So I'm like, who? And you're like, so and so. I'm like, I'm like, yes. I'm <laughs> so excited. <laughs> I just get excited for it. Yeah. Well, and it just, just something I wanted to bring up. Knowing what your spouse's natural tendencies are, when you see them go against those things, mm-hmm. it's actually a really beautiful thing, mm-hmm. and it's something that you can encourage your spouse. And so, if you are an introvert, and you and your <laughs> or if your wife's an introvert, and she goes out of her way to to plan something that is totally not in her nature, like use that as an opportunity to be like, babe, I'm really proud of you. Like that, that I'm really excited, <laughs> and you, and this makes me feel good. And vice versa, where if you have like another, if your spouse is a, an, an extrovert, and they've decided to be like, hey, you know what, I, I decided not to go you know, do that thing over there that I was going to go do. I just want to stay home with you guys. Be like, wow, like I'm really proud. This is, this makes me feel honored and blessed. And it helps encourage the, the dying to self, but it's, it's, um, it's be encouraging and use those as triggers for that. Now that I've shared some ways that I try and bless you knowing your uh, personality traits and tendencies, what are some ways that you bless me knowing I'm an introvert? Uh, So I try and be very aware. Um, when I know that we haven't been going back to back because like Sundays were it's all, an all day, all day affair. Um, I might ask, be like, hey, what do you think about doing this? There have been times that you ask and I tell you honestly and I'm like, I'm spent and I can't and you're like, yeah, no problem. Yeah, so, I'll, so I'll, being receptive. I'll adjust yeah. things I want. I'll say, you know what, let's just go home or why don't we go home and, and you just relax mm-hmm. and I'm going to cook us dinner. 
because mm-hmm. maybe she's just been going all day and she just wants to sit, mm-hmm. be on her phone for a little Sometimes bit. Sometimes you don't even kids. tell me. You just jump in and start doing it. And I look and I'm yeah. like, should I interrupt him? No, no, no. Just let him do it. <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> um, yeah. There's other times where, uh, you know, when we do date night on Tuesday nights, I don't, I don't, even just asking, hey, can we have people go <laughs> because we, we like double dating <laughs> if, but by even just asking adds a level of like it does oh. sometimes, yeah. so sometimes I just don't even ask yeah. and I just let you assume that it's just going to be us and I just going to do that and then sometimes in in those situations you you're like hey I called so-and-so they're going to be meeting <laughs> us and I'm like I'm like oh really <laughs> so just I think the biggest thing I do for this I, don't, I wouldn't say there's specific things but just being aware and be and watching you yeah uh as we should always be doing, like aware of our spouse's spiritual state there and some, emotional state. There are some times in the evening where you can tell I've just been overrun with the kids and housework and everything, and you're like, hey, I got this. Go. Go to the bedroom. Go read. Go yeah. get in the Word. Go take a bath. Whatever you need to do. So, so sometimes, sometimes I've even said, hey, why don't you go to, we have a coffee shop near our house. Just mm-hmm. go grab a tea one t- and sit for an hour. <laughs> one and I'll, time, I'll kind of get us ready for the, the evening. One time he came home a little bit early for lunch, and he goes, hey, go, go to lunch. And I'm like, just by myself and he's like yeah and it felt really weird to even she, consider that but I jumped to, in the car and I left she drove as fast as she could she turned her phone off <laughs> the whole way there I was like this is gonna be so awkward but I enjoyed it so much it was so great and I was recharged yeah. I came home and I was positive and happy and just refueled yeah so I want to be before we close I want to read one more scripture um, just to get our minds again this is these are very simple scriptures of just treating others better than yourself yeah. considering others if we just allow our identity to be I'm an extrovert and I just need to go and you're stifling me and you're hindering me and you're not and if she was to go you know I just want to be home and I never want to go out and I like we would just be it's it's called selfishness mm-hmm. and it's just going to break us apart it ruins oneness it's wicked it God hates selfishness so what we're doing is just, this is an opportunity for us to practice mm-hmm. selflessness mm-hmm. and becoming one and serving each other. And I yeah. just want to read in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it's just the definition of love. And in verse 4 it says, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. And this is the one I want, to say, I want you to listen to. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable. Or resentful, it does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but it rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Mm. And so I just, it doesn't insist on its own way. And so we can take these things, these natural identity identifiers in us and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to give them to you. I'm going to put them on the cross and I'm going to learn to die to myself and mm-hmm. to serve my spouse the way you want to. And you know what happens? You think you're never going to get you're never going to get what you need, but God knows what you need. Yeah. And we just need to trust him. Mm-hmm. And we need to walk with him and we need to walk in submission to his word. And it's just a beautiful thing when mm-hmm. you when you love your spouse the way the Bible teaches you to love them and that we're selfless with each other. So thanks for joining us today. We just enjoyed talking about this topic of introverts and extroverts and diving into where our identities are Mm -hmm. and how to walk selflessly with our spouses and just the power that it is when we do walk selflessly, that we can actually see the Lord work and it changes us, makes us more like him. And uh, we just hope that you have an awesome conversation with your spouse about this as you navigate your own identities and extrovert or introvert uh, tendencies. Did you enjoy today's show? Find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage.
Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.